You're listening to Vincenzo Landino on the Brand Boost Podcast, powered by Zoom. Welcome to Season 2 of Afterthoughts. My name is Vincenzo Landino. Joining me today is the amazing, wonderful iSocial fans. What's up? I'm excited to be here. Afterthoughts. We both got our Steelers gear on for today's show. And for everybody watching all over the socials, what's up? What up, socials? Uh, Jen Southern's in the house. How you doing? We've got um, Sam Gonzalez, Ursula Ringham, Sam from Helsinki. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Watching us over on Facebook. And we've got a a nice group here on Periscope as well. To everybody on YouTube, welcome to season two. Yes, Brian over on Periscope. Hashtag Steelers, my friend. We are going to represent on Sunday. Today is going to be a new show, new season the show. Brian and I are going to talk some live video. We're going to have an update from Amy Schmitzhauer on her book during the Aweber Author in Progress report. And uh, obviously, and usually, we take your questions and comments. So make sure you drop them in below and talk to us because we love doing that and making this the most interactive show you will watch today or next week or the week after. All right, Brian, let's kick it off. Let's kick off a little... uh, chatting about the latest news in social media, which is Facebook Live. And also there's some LinkedIn we'll talk about too today. But uh, Facebook, I know this is kind of old news, older news. Facebook made some changes. I'll let you run with uh, desktop broadcasting as well as the live contributor uh, feature, which is my favorite. But let's start with desktop broadcasting from the the computer, your computer camera. What do you think about that? And what is the impact for consumers? So I think, you know, it's interesting that I love the updates. I think, you know, one of my big things has been keep it simple, stupid, right? A little bit of kiss here from the live video space. I think part of the reason live video is amazing is that anyone can do it and it's easy to do. Part of the reason that a lot of the content's bad and a lot of the content people haven't figured out is because it's easy and anyone can do. But I think until you make it extremely easy for the users, which means, you know, you guys have an entire team that are, are putting on produced shows because you have clients and customers that are in that that realm. But we also want to get people to get their feet wet. And Facebook has been one of those things where you could go live from your phone and then you could go live from a third-party tool, which meant now you add technology, barriers to entry, a whole bunch of other things really to give people excuses to not do it, but also give them more variables to be worried about controlling. And I love the idea of going live from your desktop. Mainly the main reason is most people, you know, Enzo, you and I, especially Meerkat days, we had oh, yeah. our phones out. We could talk into our phone. You know, that's just normal. We, we can do that kind of live streaming. But for the average person, they've done webinars. They've done FaceTime where they've sat in front of their computer. They've looked into the web camera either on their laptop or on their – and they've been able to talk in a, in a way that doesn't feel, let's just say – overly scripted and and kind of uncomfortable. But for those same people, they've been trying to talk into their phone and they haven't really, I think, um, felt the power of the conversation because they they haven't individually been very comfortable. And I think uh, being able to broadcast from your desktop, and so for those that don't know, 
if you have a page, so a Facebook page, you can go to your, your Facebook page uh, account and uh, they'll have like a whole bunch of like little square icons across um, underneath your status update. And one of them will say go live and you click go live. It pops up and says, what do you want to say about your live broadcast? You hit, you hit go. It comes up and says authorizes your mic and your camera. And then you are live from your desktop. And for me, this is great. I think the downside will be we're going to see more bad content for a couple more months yeah. because let's face it, um, as soon as we start making it easier, we see a lot more people that are, are doing kind of bad content. But I think you can't get to the really good content and pushing this this forward until we get more people involved. And I think um, kudos to Facebook. Another thing that they're doing before Periscope and, you know, Periscope was my first love, but I give lots of credit to Facebook in this in this game. Yeah. I so the the feature I love the most and I'm not going to argue I don't disagree with you at all on the desktop broadcasting. I think that um a lot of people are used to sitting here like this doing a broadcast especially as the uh freedom economy gets to be a bigger thing and we talked about that Amy and I had talked a lot about the freedom economy with Spera and you know uh, freelancers and people that work from home remote teams like this is becoming so easy to do because it's become day-to-day, uh, day-to-day, but also even if you have a job in a nine-to-five and you have an international office, this is very comfortable. So I like the move, but in my opinion, the biggest one or the biggest like, cool update, and I haven't seen it on any of my pages yet, was the live contributor feature for pages. So pages oh, yes. can now add a live contributor. Right now you or before they introduced that you had to add someone as an admin or an editor in order for them to broadcast to the page for the audience that's out there i have 13 facebook page accounts on my phone right now for the 13 different facebook pages that i've had and it's a security nightmare it's a account management nightmare you know it took me six and a half weeks to get ibm to get me access to one of their accounts so i think this that you're right this is a it's great for takeovers it's great for collaborations it's great for let's face it it's also great for the concept of not every brand is great at hosting or great at, at it should be on camera. Let's, but the idea that you can now bring in people that are better and more expertise on this in a simplified manner that doesn't jeopardize. Because once you have admin access, I can take away other admins access. I can decide what, I mean, I have access to your paid account. I have access to your, your, your advertising budget. I mean, like th- there's lots of reasons why I didn't blame brands for being scared. I mean, Ursula Ringham, you know, from SAP is here, of course. And, you know, I remember going through that the very first time that we worked with SAP and we'd have put in a, we'd have fill out a form on their, their website. We'd have turned in a bunch of documentation to get all of those things. So I think the contributor is huge, like you said, as well. Um, I also think the other thing is, you know, one of the cool elements here with this, both of these features and Mike Delgado, who does great things over there at, uh, at, you know, from a credit company, I love what they're doing is that, we both believe that the power of live video is that it's participatory, right? It's a conversation. And if you do not include the live audience, which you guys do amazingly on this show and kudos to you guys doing that much better than 
let's just face it, a lot of the, the other brands that are out there. But now that you're able to sit in front of your desktop, it's not just looking at comments on your phone, but now I can have them on my big screen, on my, on my monitor. I can have two monitors in front of me. I can blow up the screen so those comments aren't this tiny. I can scroll with a mouse. All of these things before that were only there for us that were using the third-party tools, I believe that's another benefit with the contributor as well as the desktop. Yeah, and you know, for me, the contributor, I see full-on newscaster or like, or not even newscaster, but news coming to Facebook. You know, we see Facebook trying to compete with the real-time nature of Twitter. And you know, there's that discussion as well. Like, okay, well, Twitter's great for real-time. Facebook's more for a show. Well, so let's add live contributors and allow news organizations, maybe new ones to pop up. You know, everyone's complaining about fake news. Maybe we'll start to see some new news organizations pop up, giving uh, remote journalists the opportunity to be live on the scene. So we may start seeing a lot more journalists on the scene. You remember, I'm sure you remember it because we watch a lot of sports. So we always see journalists sitting there, you know, with their with their uh, their phone or one of the uh, the recorders uh, recording the the athlete or, or whoever it might be or a microphone. Well, now we might start seeing this. Or even you know, broadcasting to their news organization right from, um, you know, from the scene. And, and I, you know, we here at Aftermark with the amazing team, um, you know, Rob Hicks over at Enlightened Audiovisual, we've been able to do that. But for a lot of brands that aren't going to, you know, embrace this yet, they can now do it in a different way. I want to say hi to some folks over on Facebook. We've got Kim Gaskell, Michael Delgado. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Uh, Nazim Beltran over in Italy. Thank you. Adam from Auto Radio. Love Auto Radio. Uh, shout out to you. Haley Hall. Uh, thank you, Haley. Jimmy Bearden is in the house. Stephen Healy. Sam Gonzalez. Sam Eric from Finland. Terry Johnson. Keegan Lanier. Uh, all here watching the show. And to everybody on Periscope, because I can't see. I'll go see who's over on Periscope. Greg Weiss. Omar. Anthony Evans. Uh, Jillian, Brad Friedman, Robert Cohan, Ace is in the house, Leslie, Jared Van Dyke, uh, Yohel, Danielle Rosa, uh, such uh, great to see you all. Matthew Torin just joined us and everybody over on YouTube. How are you doing? Uh, thank you for jumping in on the discussion. Yeah, yeah Brian, I, I, you know, I want to jump in real quick. One thing left on that. So I was at the CNN office uh, probably a year ago, and we were talking to them about live video. And the funniest thing for them was they refused to give credentials to the reporters for the the their CNN page or their even their big uh, you know like the CNN. Um, you know, uh, pop culture uh, Facebook page. So they were actually investing money in building up the reporters' Facebook pages to get likes and grow those accounts so that they could go live from those Facebook accounts. Now think of it, now they can actually allow them to be a contributor on the right channel and be able to go live from the channels where it makes the most sense. Let's say yeah. you're a reporter, you're covering something and you, you're doing that for pop culture and all of a sudden breaking news happens. You can end a broadcast, you can now go live from the breaking news CNN channel. I mean, this ability, like you said, I, and, and Daniel Newman said it, you know, who I co-host a show with, and um, he made a big comment. He's like, the idea of call-in radio and where you have all of your, your reporter and all those distributed channels that can now contribute to one kind of mothership, I think is, I love the contributor play. I think it's a super smart play by Facebook. Totally with you there. Uh, there are some questions though. We've seen quite a few other things. Uh, you know, we've got 
alligators jumping on tourist boats and people are like, oh, my God, that's there's no censorship here. And we've got uh, I don't know, we've got people in accidents and we've got people getting shot. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to talk about specific examples, but there's so many weird (laughs) things that people are doing on live video. Right. You can't not say there's someone in the locker room. I mean, we're both wearing we're both wearing black and gold. There might have been like a breaking news that happened in some sports locker room. But I mean, it's what I say on every stage that I give a keynote. No technology in 2017. And this is a guarantee. Take it to the bank. No technology, no app, no social network will fix stupid in 2017. Therefore, stupid things are going to continue to happen. And just because it's live and it happens, don't blame the technology. Don't. It's the it's the person that clicks the button. It's the person that yeah. is doing the things there. Live just kind of amp. Live amplifies the good as well as the bad. And I think that's yep. just you know, the tough reality of our our world today. And I think if you can't get over that, I think people. You know, I think the people that are afraid of change will blame technology for exposing what happened in the locker room of the Steelers, right? But it for was sure. it was it was the person that went live, Antonio Brown, who is a great guy, who is who has a uh, someone that I think people could look up to. I mean, his his mantra is chest up, eyes up, prayed up. I mean, the guy is a is a good guy. But you know what? He made a bad decision. He kind of got yeah. wrapped up in the moment. He didn't think about all of the other variables and people that could be heard or w- would be a part of this. And so, I, I mean, I just think it's one of those things It's funny that when people that are afraid of change or aren't willing to learn change will blame the technology for causing this problem when really it's just the people problem. And it's something that we will, we will get smarter. We'll get better at understanding. Yeah, there you go. There's like Antonio Brown. I like it. A little, a little Antonio Brown love there. Um, <laughs> Mark, Mark go with over at dot live says stupid dot live is available right now. Um, <laughs> who wants to buy that for, you know what, Mark, if you're watching, well, obviously you're watching, Put that into my account for me. I want stupid.live because I think that would be a great place to showcase all of the stupid things that happen in live video. Um, dead serious. I kind of like that, actually. I want stupid.live. Please buy that for, for uh, or just put it in my account. I'll pay it. Um, before we continue this conversation, my lovely fiance uh, is working on a book or, or is actually wrote the book uh, on vlogging and video, video blogging, video logging, however you want to call it, uh, video content marketing, right? So because we haven't been, we kind of ended season one around the holiday time, Christmas time, and we came back, there's a lot that's happened for her. So I want Amy to join us and tell you guys all of the great things that have happened and all of the things you can look forward to and next steps. So I'll we'll kick it over to Amy first. Let's roll. Let's roll the video. The A Weber Author in Progress Report. Sorry, I forgot I muted myself because my beagle is being loud behind me. Hi, how's everybody doing? I feel like the odd one out because I'm not wearing like Steelers. I feel like I could find something Steelers around here, but I'm not. So sorry. <laughs> Hi, Vin. What's up, Aim? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm excited for everyone to hear about your book. I mean, I accidentally showed it for like the few people that were watching early might've seen the cover. Accidentally did. I think you like secretly want to steal my thunder like all the time, (laughs) 
But for those of you who weren't here earlier or you haven't seen it yet, I think the biggest announcement um, as it pertains to my book that's coming out on January 31st, which is called Vlog Like a Boss, is that I have unveiled the cover finally. So here it is. Check it out. Um, One of the fun things that happened is that we've been documenting the journey to launching this book all month on my YouTube channel. And you can actually watch my reaction to holding it in my hands for the first time uh, in in yesterday's video, or it's the latest video up right now. Um, so yeah, this was this was just really exciting. I was finally able to share it with everyone. Uh, it was there was a lot of things that had to do with this unveiling that unveiled a lot of other things. Like this is what it looks like, but here are some amazing people that have you know sort of decided to back me and advocate for the book. So I'm just really excited. I finally got to announce that. Um, in particular, someone that I've been such a, a a distant mentee of for many years, and that's Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's done a lot of wonderful things for me and inspired me in a lot of ways that um, I kind of approached him and said, I'm writing about you in my first book. And so I thought maybe you could have a piece of it. And he said he would write a quote for me. So uh, that's my front cover quote, which is probably one of the best testimonials I could have ever achieved with this work since he's inspired so much of what I've done. So really stoked about that. Um, also been a huge fan of a lot of people like I Justine and the people that are working with Tony Robbins. The social media manager for Tony Robbins has been an advocate of Savvy Sexy Social, my YouTube show for a really long time. And he actually wrote a testimonial in addition to I Justine and Austin Evans and Marquez Brownlee. And of course, my good friend, Chris Ducker, Jay Bear, Matthew Kimberly, just some amazing people on the inside as well. Brian Fanzo being one of them, Vincenzo Landino being another. And uh, Lucy couldn't get me her quote on time, but I still gave her some credit in the book. So if you're not familiar, that is my coworker below me down there. She's walking around on her floor. <laughs> so that's what's happening. I'm really stoked that uh, we're finally going to be getting the Amazon link out there in the next few days for people that want to pre-order. And uh, yeah, like everything's happening. We're 12 days to go. So a lot of love over on Facebook. Kim says, congrats on the book, Amy. Uh, Haley, Haley Hall says, hey, Amy, or should I say the vlog boss? Uh, Avery Ratz, these are all watchers of the vlog as well. Jimmy Bearden wants to know if there's going to be an audio book. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will not be, we will not have the audio book available right away, but it will be there very soon after launch. Just watch for it in the next few days to a week after. Alan, Alan Steele, our good friend over at Zoom says, you go girl. You thank go you, girl with a you. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam from Auto Radio and Avery Ratz says, uh, will Gary be doing a song for the book? You know, I asked him. He's not really available. Uh, he doesn't kind of, you know, do that kind of thing. But that's okay because he's done me an enormous favor in place of that. And so I would never have that expectation. Uh, Terry Johnson says, nice job on the cover. Jim Kennedy says, hello, Amy. Jay Garrett introduced me to your show. Uh, shout out to Jay Garrett, who's a watcher. Uh, Brian Ring says, congratulations, Thank Amy. You. We've got a lot of activity over on Periscope and Twitter of oh. everyone uh, saying congratulations. So thank you for jumping in and giving us a progress report. And uh, we'll right. let you finish up your day because you're probably vlogging. <laughs> I have so much going on. But thank you for letting me pop in. And good job, Fanzo and Vin, carrying on the show as we go into season two. Thank you. Uh, wonderful recap of the things that have gone on. If you haven't watched 
the vlog, the daily vlog. Uh, Amy and I decided to take on a daily vlog format, uh, life casting format for the month of January leading up to the book. And uh, that's over at amy.video. That's the easy URL for you, amy.video. The amazing folks at uh, .live helped us out with that URL. Speaking of .live, they make this show possible every week or Yes, every week. They also power so many other shows out there. Uh, they are really, really helping to brand the live video space. Let's just roll that video really quick as well, Rob. And there's Brian and his head. Dot live. Well, dot live. I mean, listen, dot live is they've hey, they've helped. I got I got FOMO fans dot live for my podcast. I got all my podcasts are on dot live. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, they've helped out so much. Uh, latest and breaking news that has just happened. Story time. So thanks to the folks at Dot Live, uh, there is a discount code for anybody out there. If you head on over to name.com forward slash aftermark uh, and use the code Enzo, that's me, uh, you can get uh, a nice discount on your Dot Live domain. Of course, that's not for premium domains. And if you do have questions about premium domains, feel free to reach out to me and I will help uh, put you in contact with the people that can help you on that uh, on that front. But Dot Live has helped me brand my shows. Brian, uh, quickly, what you know? You said you have some shows branded Dot Live, but what has it done for you, especially in the live video space? Well, I think consistency and storytelling is all about you know how do you convey your message in as many ways as possible, but that it has a consistent feel, right? So, uh, dot live for me is just an extension of what I kind of preach in this live, not only live video, but it's more of live interaction, live, um, you know, even you know SAP. Our friends at SAP have live, you know, go live is their mantra for their entire enterprise technology company. So I think live to more is is more of a mantra, and I think having it as you know FOMO fans live is my podcast and it's not only is it easy to convey but it also is something that stands out that says hey this is a different show what is different about this you know and i think that's one of those things that uh, i love to be a part of a movement that is kind of transitioning from you know i call it be yourself and uh Part, live is a big part of that. So yeah, I'm a, you know, I got smacktalk.live, which is my other podcast and fomofans.live and about 22 other domains, which I know both of us have that same problem in oh, the yeah. world of, uh, of hoarding domains. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I, 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 and they're very supportive of the live community since really day one. I remember, um, you know, being a part of the very first summit and was blown away that they got all in with um, kind of a live streaming community before it was cool, before Facebook even had it, uh, a, a live offering. And I think it's always support, important to support those that support, you know, a movement and a community before it becomes the cool, hip, trendy thing to do, which is what I think we're moving towards now. I thank all of those that are still, you know, contributing and jumping in now, but it's nice to see uh, brands, uh, you know, like name.com, um, right side being the, the parent brand over there and, and really supporting the live community. So yeah, I love it, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad they're, glad they're making this show happen and you have me on. And uh, thanks to Mark Gowith, who is the representative that uh, I work with all the time. But Mark has been a 
huge help for us, huge help for the live uh, streaming community. If you have a brand or your personal business or any asset online that you want to brand, uh, you know, with live with a .live domain or, or really any domain. There's tons of different domains, but you know, we're here to talk specifically about the .live domain. Like I said, check it out. Talk to Mark Gowith, who's here in the comments over on Facebook um, or ping him on Twitter and start the conversation. Uh, that's, that's what it's all about is creating community. So thank you for being here, Mark. Uh, welcome, Marcus Podolchik in the house. Patrick Cuenga is here as well. Um, Talk about, hey, you want to talk about, about connecting worlds. So Patrick and I worked together when I worked for the Department of Defense uh, way back when. And, and uh, he works in the intelligence community, uh, retired from the Army. He's a contractor now, probably going back to Afghanistan. So uh, a big, I know it's a big monumentous weekend for the country. As if you're in the United States, we have yep. uh, changing of guard at, at the highest of, uh, of ranks. Um, I like to say that's about as equal as the big football games that are going on on Sunday. But uh, in, uh, in all seriousness, thank you for those that are serving around the country and and people like Patrick that are uh, doing great things. And, you know, thanks to Facebook Live. We, we've been connected on Facebook for a long time, but I uh, haven't had a conversation with them in a while. And thanks to Facebook Live, those kind of worlds meet. So that's just another example of the power of live video for sure. That's awesome. We'll talk about we'll talk uh, about the future or what we see for like the next three to six months in a second here. I do want to briefly touch on the LinkedIn news that came out uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Um, they added some things, chat bots, a new desktop version, search bar, some communication updates. Um, Rob, the producer over at Enlightened Audiovisual that helps us put the show together is all in on LinkedIn and thinks there's a lot more opportunity for LinkedIn, especially when they get a live component of video there. Is the, are these changes setting up for LinkedIn to finally offer live and really go all in on the social aspect of their platform. You know, I think, I think one of the things to keep in mind here, Microsoft owns them. Mm -hmm. I think Microsoft is the key number one player game changer of 2017 from a big technology brand. I believe they're going to push the boundaries of virtual reality, augmented reality. They're going to redefine education on how we're looking at it from an online education perspective. And the fact that they now have their hands in on LinkedIn, this is a, a changing of the branding. Thank goodness. I feel like we've had the same, you know, mobile app, the same skin. But I also think I, I'm, I'm with more, uh, Rob on this. You know, I get a lot of my my individual traffic to my speaker site from LinkedIn, a lot of my YouTube traffic to go to my YouTube channel from LinkedIn. And, and we might sleep on LinkedIn as, as I would say, not your traditional social network, but we don't need another Facebook. I mean, Facebook's going to own the internet for all intents and purposes, but we're, we have Twitter as I, I like to say the, the real time conversation water cooler. And I really do look at LinkedIn as massive value for connecting a lot of this world that isn't, fully social, like kind of we live in. And I can tell you, I, I've done two podcast interviews this week and both of them told me they all, their only touch point with me, their only touch point and all of the channels that I'm on is LinkedIn. That's the only, that's the only place they read my blog. It's the only place they see my YouTube videos. And I mean, I repost and I publish, I do a publisher post there once a week on, on LinkedIn. And I maybe get a hundred to 200 views, but I would argue that's a hundred and 200 unique views for me. And when another blog is only getting certain ones and, and, and I see Rob in the background saying the same thing that I think of unique views 
of decision makers. Because last time I checked as a business owner, I love views. I love big vanity metrics. I like talking to people that are pulling the trigger or influencing those that pull the trigger. And there's a lot of people that go there for LinkedIn for that. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Show's over. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, Ace is watching over on Periscope. If you want to watch this on Facebook, just type into your browser aftermark with a Q dot live, and that'll bring you right over to our video tab in um, in Facebook, and you can watch it there. Uh, you can also watch this pretty much anywhere. You can watch this on LinkedIn, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, all that good stuff. But what I think is really interesting about this design is that it's they're going for this whole looking less like work, feeling less like work, even though it's very much about work. Yeah, right? but do you like work? I mean, like, I don't like, I didn't like going to work to smell like cubicles and like, you know, like I, no one, you know, like, I used to laugh that our, they used to keep our monitors when I worked for the Department of Defense, like with the old Dell gateway looking things because they didn't want it to look like your home machine. And I was like, wait, I enjoy working on my home machine. Why would you not want me to enjoy working on my work machine? So I agree. I think this is also a shift in the transparency of work culture where the, the world as a, as a whole is now realizing what we do as work doesn't have to have anything to do with the building we're in or the way something looks. And I think it's a shift in, in culture across the board. So I love that you brought that up too, because I don't think it's looking like Facebook. Let's Facebook is, is Facebook has done an amazing job of capturing as close to the offline world as a digital world can get, allowing us to, to customize, but not be stupid. Well, somewhat, sometimes stupid, but like uh, allowed us to customize, but not over customize. I mean, like, like if, so if they ever enabled auto playing music, like MySpace, you know, I think we would all run for the Hills because there was nothing worse than going to every one of your friend's pages and listening to, you know, the, the, the music that auto play. But I think LinkedIn yep. is really smart in understanding. And this is, a Microsoft play. Microsoft wants to redefine what education is. They want to redefine really what Microsoft was. I mean, let's Absolutely. face it, as much as we love Apple, we both love Apple. We're both big Apple fans. Microsoft still owns a majority of the the the, the computing market, especially from the user computing market. Microsoft is the OGs. They know what they're doing. I mean, they're not a stupid brand, right? Very I mean, much so. It's not like they've all of a sudden forgot how to do, you know, anything like, oh, no, we, we haven't innovated. I mean, there's a lot of smart people at Microsoft. Let's put it that way. They definitely are uh, trying to do things. But what I find very telling is that they are sitting back and watching all these things happen. And I think they're going to cherry pick the best types of features everywhere else. And um, it, you know, it could be really interesting. I mean, if if they can mimic, you know, the overall or overarching feeling in society today of like, well, I don't want work to feel like work. I want it to feel like play and this and that. And if they start to, you know, mimic that mindset, they're onto something because it's actionable, right? You don't get lost uh, on LinkedIn because you just go and look for your job or do whatever it is and you're done. But you get lost on Facebook. You get lost on Twitter because there's so many other things going on. If they can kind of mimic that experience but make it something that's worthwhile for the people that are wasting their time on there, like, hey, I killed an hour on LinkedIn, but I ended up getting five job offers or five job opportunities. I'll take that any day of the week. Uh, let me just head over to, to um, Facebook really quick here with some comments because a lot of – Brian, you said a lot of great stuff, and I know that we're running tight on time. Uh, so I want to get a couple comments from you before we end here. 
Uh, Nazim says, uh, actually, Webgirl says LinkedIn is not a destination. It's a way station. Oh, that's an interesting, that's a, you know, I think LinkedIn has had a problem where people only remembered it existed whenever they were looking for a job or they were hiring people for a long while. The publisher play was supposed to kind of make that less of a case, but I I think for a lot of people, they don't still have a place to go for their news or their blogs. You know, I, and I see a couple of people talking about uh, Vivica Von Rosen, uh, you know, in the comments here. And I think, you know, Vivica being a LinkedIn you know, uh, evangelist, uh, but independent from LinkedIn. She's actively spoke out for a while on making LinkedIn more into the workflow so that people don't look at it as that place that is only there when you're, you're looking or people are looking for you or you want to update something. I mean, my number one thing that I tell people from a personal branding side is Google your name and then go to LinkedIn and see how close LinkedIn represents anything you're doing today. And if it doesn't, more likely than not, one of the one of your first impressions, which is that hand your digital handshake, more likely than not is giving a bad impression because it's wrong because so many people haven't updated LinkedIn in eight months, 12 months, 16 months. And I mean I have on my on my calendar every 90 days it goes off a calendar alert and it says update LinkedIn profile. And I think that's something that as LinkedIn kind of morphs and grows, I think hopefully we'll see the content, the updating and people jumping on there to understand it's more than just that, that one stop shot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Meg Kern says, I think, I think Microsoft's pull as a brand is what uh, keeps users interested knowing uh that what they'll produce will be hopefully superior. Uh, Nazim says, in Italy, work is play. That's why I love it here. Welcome, mm-hmm. Roberto Blake, Janet Johnson, Sheldon Payne. I know you have to run, pick up those wonderful little girls um, from school. I think school, right? Is that where you're going? School? Well, no, they're, they're, they got dance tonight. Or so dance, right. Um, really quickly, the next – man, what are we in? We're at kind of the end of January. So for the rest of this quarter, the next three months of the year or so – two months of the year here. What are you thinking is happening? What inside knowledge can you tell us about that's going to happen in live video or in social that we should be excited about? Well, first thing is not something to be excited about. Just be warned about. I I made kind of jokes of it earlier. I think we're going to see a lot more bad content before we figure out what good content means in this space. Um, Understanding what a production schedule looks like. Understanding how do you how do you get people to get notified by stuff they care about, but not notified by every broadcast that that a channel goes live. You know, if we had to turn on our our TV and every time ABC had a new program on, we got notified, we'd be annoyed as hell. Which is the problem right now with live video. It's kind of like an all or nothing game. I can't really subscribe as much to a a type of content within a brand or within a channel. So I think we're going to see some additional bad content. I'm confused on what Facebook's doing from a uh, organic reach of live video. They seem to be playing. I feel like someone has like the controls in the background and just kind of monkeys around with like one day we're going to give live a whole bunch of push. But um, I'd say the things we can look forward to Periscope is definitely going the way of Twitter in the sense of live event access, PGA tour, go live. We're going to see a lot more of, of them shift away from a social network and then be a real live news network. And so if you think of that from a Periscope perspective, I think we're going to see programming on Periscope represent real-time programming. And we're going to see the shift from, hey, maybe Periscope is the real-time behind the scenes and the breaking news. And then we have the, that, that 
kind of shifts people into programmatic live content on Facebook. Also, don't sleep on YouTube coming out with a couple new things. I did kind of uh, have an interesting call this morning where YouTube has a couple things in the works that will be really fun to play with, not only encouraging what I like to call participatory content. Yep. I love participatory content. That means we allow the people that are in the audience, like Alex, our friend Alex, that just I see here on the Facebook comments. Alex in the house, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that idea of allowing them to help shape the content. And I think we're going to continue to see that. And then I'd say the last prediction would be don't sleep on Instagram live and mm. the value that that's going to have for brands, because I think Instagram stories is genius. Um, if you, if you realize something works for somebody else, steal everything that works from them and tweak it and customize it to your, um, unique audience. I love that Instagram live disappears. It's not replayable because it invokes a little bit of FOMO, but it keeps it separate from Facebook live, but don't be surprised if you don't see the ability to share out Instagram live and the ability to repost like your Instagram live to pin it to your feed for 24 hours, kind of like Periscope was in the early days. I think Instagram live could be the, the piece of Facebook that allows that like that actionable grow your audience and shift them towards your Instagram page and your Facebook page uh, over the next quarter. And I'm excited to see that because I think more events and more big brands, they understand Instagram, their Facebook page organic reach and everything is all over the place. And I think if we can merge the two of them, I think Facebook's going to own programmatic live video. And we're going to start to understand that a little bit more over the next couple of months. Did you watch my broadcast with Zoom yesterday? No, but I did have, I do have it saved as a save video. I watched you and Rob last night. So I, I, I can't, you know, I think I can only do it so many hours of Vincenzo and Aftermark and Rob per day, but I big fan of Zoom, hey. big fan of Amir and I do have it saved. So don't, you know, I, I'm going to have beers with Amir, I think next week. So um, <laughs> I don't want to upset, upset uh, the Zoom team there, but no, I think that's, uh, what did you, did you say? No, it, it's smart? funny because we talked about, programmatic episodic style content on Facebook. Facebook's already talking about kind of pulling back the organic reach on live video and putting it more into polished content, like what you're watching here, content that looks like it belongs on a television. And it's really, really funny to hear publishers that are spending lots of money with Facebook and Facebook is meeting with them and saying, you know, this is where you want to put your, your money. And they're, they're not even bringing up live video anymore because they're talking about this programmatic, episodic style content. And with YouTube, it's my top, you know, uh, I guess prediction for the year is not to sleep on YouTube at all. And if YouTube opens up this in-app messaging, which they did, I believe, only to Canada so far, if they open it up to the entire ecosystem and if YouTube decides to go social, I, I think that's the game completely changes completely change because they've got the con the great content. They've got the distribution. They've got the search in their pocket. If I mean, they have I mean, a social at, aspect to it. Look at this show alone, right? The, the program could live on Facebook. You bring your audience here. Yep. You cut up the a Weber segment that you had with Amy that it is reproduced and posted onto uh, LinkedIn as a lead into Amy doing a 30 minute segment on her, her blog. You've now, oh. you've now taken social video where we love it and kind of allowed it to be where the, where the audience is because everywhere else in marketing today, we go to where they're at and we customize the content for where they're living. Right now in live, we're kind of figuring this all out as we go. Oh, yeah. And I think on top of that, the other thing is 
Facebook is so smart with knowing how to make sure that your ad dollars are connected to things that want to have ad dollars connected to it. And right now, boosting all live video makes zero sense because 92% of that would never be boosted or never have advertising behind it. So why not give better preferential treatment to the stuff that would eventually lead to an ad spend either during the show, which, I mean, sign me up today if they allowed us to promote a live Facebook live while it's live, I would, I would be putting money behind every one of my shows in a heartbeat, but also shows that we're doing product placement shows where you're doing um, sponsored segments shows that you're doing at event. I mean, imagine, you know, uh, IBM or uh, South by Southwest being able to promote something out from their South by Southwest channel to, you know, all of the audience, people who have ever liked South by Southwest or mentioned South by Southwest and Bring the content to the audience that likes that type of content. Facebook is genius with that. And I think I'm just confused. Why turn the fa- the, the, the faucet off or, or turn it kind of keep tweaking with it until you have a better solution? But they also did advertise. They're going to give us side-by-side broadcasting five months ago. And that was, um, that was more like picture. That was like FaceTime. And yeah, but yeah, we got, we got one taste of it. Kevin O'Leary broke it, and then and then it disappeared it like again. But a crap um, version of a crap version of FaceTime. It wasn't even a good version. Listen, Brian, I gotta go. Thank you, thank you for joining me. I know you got to run. Thank you. That's Brian Fanzo. If you don't know him, he's better known as iSocial Fans all over the internet. iSocialFans.com. He's a millennial keynote speaker and change evangelist, and I'm proud to call him and a very good friend uh, of mine. So thanks for joining the show, Brian. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the show. Alex Young, Nazim Beltran, Tara, uh, Tamara Stevens. Uh, Alex Khan was here or is here. Janet Johnson, Sheldon Payne, uh, Meg Kearns, Roberto Blake, Marcus Podolchik, Jimmy Bearden, Michael Delgado, Rob Golieb. Ryan Biello's here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Bobby Stamps, Patrick, Michael, uh, Leslie over on Periscope. Thank you for joining us as well. Uh, Mark Gowith, uh, Brian Ring, Terry Johnson, Alan Steele, Jim Kennedy, Avery Ratz. Thank you for joining the show uh, and making episode one of season two uh, a great kickoff to the year. We will see you next week. I'm Vincenzo Landino. My normal host, Amy Schmittauer, will probably join us in a couple weeks after her book is launched. And we'll have some more info for you next week about that and where you can order it. Uh, Have a great weekend. No matter what happens tomorrow, remember that you control your own destiny. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.